A lighthouse is one where you can teach by their example, by what you've done. You interview them. It's not because they're testimonial, but you're literally showing, here's what I did with this client, one, two, three, four, five. And they're saying, yep, this is the way it works. Here's some advice that I have for you. And it feels more like a conversational podcast, not a sales pitch. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the High Level Spotlight Sessions, where we showcase awesome marketers doing awesome marketing. Today, I am joined by Dennis Yu. He is a digital marketer, a speaker, an agency builder, and I'm told the real-life version of George Clooney from that movie, Up in the Air. <laughs> Dennis. Five million real miles. On? Yeah. Good to see you, Chase. And I love the shirt. Wait, yeah, Likewise. So wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you say? Five million miles? Five million miles. Yeah. People say, oh, you're like George Clooney up in the air. And I'll say, he's not flown as many miles as I have. I know all the tricks. Where are you going all the time? I'm visiting you guys in Dallas, like I was last week, but I was in San Antonio right before that and two days before that with Digital Marketer in Austin, filming with clients yesterday in DC and Baltimore. And I was in LA with John Asaraf about mindset and brain training. And I celebrated my birthday in Chicago with Perry Marshall launching our TikTok. Wow. I like to meet people in person. I, I'm old fashioned like that. That's crazy. So you must just know the whole, the ins and outs of like every airport, where to be. Oh yeah. I know all the tricks. Yeah. For example, do you know if you are in LA and there's multiple, there's five airports in LA, you can sometimes get it cheaper out of like Irvine or Orange County or, you know, LAX or Long Beach. So you use QLA as the airport code. That's all three of them. Or NYC is the airport code for all the New York ones. Or let's say that you have liquids. You know, you're, it's supposed to be three ounces or less. Mm -hmm. I've brought gigantic bottles of water through airport security because I declare them as medicinal. Like I bring my cocoon oxygen water through there and they let <laughs> me go right through. <laughs> okay. I can go on for a whole hour about just that. Well, one, one more great. question. Out of all those airports, which one is your favorite? Portland, because they allow me to rollerblade and they're friendly and everything is normal price. <laughs> wow, that's pretty cool. Well, Sean's lucky, that's right around the corner from him. Dennis, let's talk about marketing. Let's talk about agencies. You help tons of agencies out. And I know these days you're helping a lot of agency owners um, with personal branding. So getting leads by building a personal brand, which I love to talk about because I feel like mm. we don't spend enough time on it, right? We're always mm. focused on our clients and we neglect our own personal brand. So how do you help folks out with that? <laughs> well, the cobbler's son has no shoes. And the number one issue that we hear with agencies is, I need more leads. Mm -hmm. Well, then why are you wasting all your time you know, doing the cold calling and Dream 100? Nothing wrong with Dream 100. You know, Amanda Holmes is a friend of mine. We were hanging out last week and uh, two weeks ago in San Diego. The, the issue with generating leads is actually becoming well-known, not because you have a Lamborghini and you're, you have a mansion, but because the people that you want as clients in the niche that you've chosen as an agency, respect that person that you're with. Mm -hmm. So let's say for example, that your niche is real estate agents. If I went to you, Chase, and I said, hey, you know, you're a real estate agent, you wanna be able to get more uh, seller listings, I can help you do that and let's hop on a 15 minute call or whatever, what are you gonna think? I'm gonna think, oh man, 15 minute call. I'm going to be sold. This is not going to be fun. Is this guy any good? Should I even talk to him? He sounds like all the other digital marketers that are hitting me up that are using these techniques to try to get me onto a webinar or a call and then sell me some sort of high ticket retainer type package using high level because we can tell when it's high level. <laughs> or 
what if you are one of the 400,000 real estate agents that follows Tom Ferry, who's the number one coach in the world of real estate. And he and I are together in Dallas teaching a masterclass. And Tom Ferry says, man, I can't believe we have Dennis you here today because we're going to cover this, this, and this. I respect this man immensely. I've known him for years and all the techniques that he teaches, I've seen him implement. You know, we do the same things ourselves and teach these same things. And today we're going to have a masterclass and Dennis and I are going to go through this, 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 you know, how to rank in GMB, how to do SEO, how to run Facebook ads, how to do call tracking, how to do social media, how to do TikTok ads, how to do all these different things. And you see he and I go on and on and on about all these different topics. How does that change how that looks and the approach and the mood? Well, for sure. You want to work with the best, right? And so- yeah. I don't think anyone would argue that that sounds amazing, but how do you go from zero to that? Like, what are the baby steps to start building your brand? You start with a client and that client could, it doesn't have to be the top of the industry. In fact, if you start with someone at the top of the industry, there's, it's really risky because if you fail, that could be a really big belly flop in front of a lot of people. And then you might not be able to recover. So start with whoever you have, of, let's say, you know, you list out your clients, who's the best one? that you could maybe turn into what we call a lighthouse. A lighthouse is one where you can teach by their example, by what you've done, you interview them. It's not because they're a testimonial, but you're literally showing, here's what I did with this client, one, two, three, four, five, and they're saying, yep, this is the way it works. Here's some advice that I have for you. And it feels more like a conversational podcast, not a sales pitch, not a webinar, not a testimonial. And then when you have that podcast, or let's say it's some sort of long form video, you meet them in person, which is the best, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's zoom, like whatever it is, you know, you have a, a flow that covers, here's how we got set up. Here's what we did. Here's the results. Here's the things we did along the way. Here's the things we needed from you, right? Cause you're the, you know, the client, oh, you had to produce video. You had to write blog posts. You had to take pictures. You had to collect reviews. You had to answer the phone, you know, whatever it was, here's the things that we did as an agency. And here's a formula, a roadmap of how we did that. And then other people who are in the same verticals at lighthouse. So let's say that that was a dentist then you're gonna take that content, you're gonna target other dentists. You're gonna target other people who are real estate agents or who are mortgage brokers or who are whatever it is. And the key is once you've made that content, you then need to use what we call the content factory. So you're gonna chop that up into different pieces and put it on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, blog posts. You're gonna run dollar a day against it, which is the thing that we're well known for so that all the other people in that vertical will see it, not just your friends. If you put it on Facebook, then your friends will see it. And that might not be, you know, if you're trying to reach roofers, that's, you know, who knows how many friends, actual friend friends you have that are roofers. But if you target people who follow so-and-so who's the top roofer or follow Tommy Mello, who you know, is in charge of, or has the, you know, Home Services Millionaires uh, podcast, then you're reaching the right people. So it's the production of that content and the using dollar a day to get that distribution. And then that creates inbound leads. In my entire career, the last 30 years in digital marketing, I've never done cold calling. I've never done cold outreach. I've never you know, said, hey, come visit me at the booth. And I've never had to do any of that. Everything we've ever had, whether it's Quiznos is a huge chain, lots of locations or Allstate Insurance or Nike, or Starbucks, or any of these, not just the big boys, but even little folks, every single client we've ever had has been because they came to us using this technique. So the technique I'm telling you works, whether you're just getting going and you're new, or you already have 100 people, like my buddy Chris Mechanic, we had dinner last night, and so he's growing from 100 people to 200 people. It works no matter where you are. You could be a solo consultant where you're still working at a regular job and you're starting your agency on the side, 
or you're a stay-at-home mom and you've got three kids and you want to start an agency because things have changed, it will work for you. You start by amplifying what you have done with an existing client. Hmm. That's your marketing. Your clients do your marketing for you. It's, it's, you know, it seems so obvious, but it's actually really interesting when you stop and think about it because like, like this podcast, yeah. you know, in the beginning, I hadn't really spoken with anybody, but pretty quickly it was like, oh yeah, two weeks ago I was speaking with so-and-so and last week I spoke so and now you're like, oh, this guy's a podcaster, right? Like it sounds like he knows what he's doing. He's had some people on and, and now I can reference bigger names, but it works mm-hmm. the same with clients, right? The doctor's right. not famous. But right. once you start talking about two or three different doctors that you've worked with, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, this guy works with doctors. He clearly knows what's up. Yeah. He's yeah, got clips everything. Of, <laughs> he's the got doctors clips don't doctors. care about whether you're good at digital marketing. They have no way of determining how good you are at broad match PPC, right? Mm-hmm. So if you literally look at here, like I'll show you my phone here. If you look at the photos, I'm taking photos and videos of the clients that, that I'm with. Some of these are well-known people and some of them are maybe not so well-known. Mm-hmm. And the beauty is all of this stuff, like here, we're teaching a digital marketer. I'm with the president, Mark DeGrasse, right? The new president, which then of course, we're gonna to show to all the people who like digital marketer. And when I'm with these other entrepreneurs, so she, is a, she runs a salon, right? So we're gonna show her stuff to all these other people who have salons. It's that trust that causes people to say, you know, he's working with that one salon owner then and these two or three other salon owners, I think I could probably work with them. And the, also the nuance, they get a sense of your vibe, who you are as a person. Are you cool to hang out with? Are you a frowny sort of person? Are you geeky? Do you share the same interests? Your kids play soccer, you know, whatever it might be. That yeah. is the whole thing about relationships. And I think a lot of people think that digital marketing is about somehow showing that you're better at digital marketing. Don't even, that, that's just a waste of time to try to show that you're better. In fact, that will backfire. Because the more you go into the depth of digital marketing and the complexity, the more they're going to think, oh my goodness, this sounds like something that could break. I don't even want to touch that now. That's, I love this. I love, and I love that you've, you've, I don't know if you coined the phrase, but a lighthouse, because I can speak from personal experience that what often happened was we would mention the doc, because we did a lot of uh, med spa marketing at the agency that I came from. And we would mention a doctor, a client to another potential client. And of course, they would go and Google them and look at their site. And once they found it, and mm-hmm. it was a great site because we had already built it, right? Of course. We would find that they would continually reference that person. Mm-hmm. Well, you know what I mean? But, you know, I saw on what's his name site that they did yeah. it this way. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah that's like the, the, the Cadillac version. You want the Cadillac version too? Okay, great. You, know, you but need like, just one. Just yeah. one. If you're a small agency and you only have one client, that's okay. You need just one. Because the other thing is when you have that one client and, and it's med spas, then that gives you more and more med spas. What do you think is easier to do? Executing for five med spas, or actually, let me rephrase this. What, what's harder to do, Chase? Executing for 50 med spas or 10 clients in all random verticals, like oh, restaurants, retail, sure, like which yeah. ones? 50 med spas or 10 random ones? Of course, 50 med spas. And what's more profitable? And which ones have more repeatable excellence where you can reuse the same templates over and over again. Do you think the clients really care that you're reusing the same templates? Oh man, I, I preach this because every one of them sells the same thing. They <laughs> the all snapshot do we have, right? Thing. They all do Botox. They all do Ristolin. They all do this. You know what I mean? And that's why high level so good, right? When you have snapshots, when you have basically templates of all the things that you do, templates exactly. on how you set up your ads, 
it's as long as you make sure you don't have Dr. X's name and Dr. Z's ads or whatever, like wrong location. I've seen that happen. But as long as you don't you know, copy paste the wrong way, you're good. I think you're really on to something psychologically here, because even though Dr. A that you reference is not a celebrity, you almost make him a celebrity because you're talking about him to a potential client. Mm-hmm. And it's weird how it happens. But that's yeah. I really like it. So so talk to me about the dollar a day. Dollar a day is how you have Facebook and Twitter and Google and all these other systems work for you. So the biggest issue I see beyond, oh, I'm not getting enough leads is I'm not getting any reach. And so agencies are cynical and they'll say, well, that's because Facebook or Twitter or whoever, Snapchat is forcing us to advertise and we have to spend all this money. And oh, I tried advertising, it didn't work. Just like, oh, I went to the gym one time and I worked out really hard and I don't have six pack apps. It doesn't work. Sure. Well, dollar a day is you're feeding in little pieces, little one minute snippets, just like we were looking at before we started this. And then you are micro-targeting the exact audience you want to reach. So I'll give you three or four examples just to give you a sense of how powerful this technique is. My buddy Bryce Clark, he went to the Honda dealership and long story short, they messed up his car and the general manager was a jerk and said, nope, we're not going to fix it. Even though the guy promised they were going to fix it and pay him the thousand dollars and all that. So we targeted all the people who work at that Honda dealership. Not the people okay. who like the Honda dealership, not the people within five miles of whatever it is. And we also targeted people who worked at Honda corporate headquarters in Japan, right? And that dollar a day, the next, well, it actually took two days. The general manager then called them up saying, hey, I'm like, whatever needs to, I'll pay for the repair. I'll give you the thousand dollars. Just like stop whatever you're doing. So they think that it's this huge, huge campaign, but we're micro-targeting a very, very narrow audience. My buddy, Eric Ludwig, was the chief marketing officer at Rosetta Stone, which is a big company. And they're, you know, they've been a client of ours for a while, but then they had some changes, so they're not a client right now. But for his birthday, I said, hey, Eric, happy birthday, you old man. I'm only a couple of years behind you. And I targeted all the people that work at Rosetta Stone in marketing in Arlington, Virginia, right? So all these people are getting bombarded with my fun little thing on Facebook saying, hey, Eric, happy birthday. And I got a cease and desist from the chief legal officer. Because they thought we were running this multi-million dollar campaign. I had another friend. He wanted to get his stuff inside Walmart. And he's got the licensing for Elvis pillows, Elvis blankets, Elvis you know, bedding, all, all this elvis stuff. And we targeted people who work at Walmart in merchandising in Bentonville, Arkansas, where their headquarters is. Not the random person at the Walmart near you, but the people at their headquarters in charge of purchasing. Six months later, his stuff is in Walmart. Think about, let's say you get written up in the local paper. Let's say the Dallas Morning News, right? They cover you, oh, you know, High Level has a beautiful office in Dallas with a coffee machine or what, I don't know, something like that, right? <laughs> you guys, uh, you know, Eclipse a certain, you guys are the top agency white label software. I don't know, some, you get like some piece of news. You're on someone's podcast, right? Uh-huh. Well, I could take that and I could use dollar a day, which is inception, and then make sure that the people who work at the Dallas Morning News, people who work at the LA Times, people who work at these other places see that. I could also take any content. So let's say all the different podcasts where you've interviewed customers or snippets of Zoom calls where, of course, there's positive feedback and you get the permission, you collect all of that. You take those little snippets and then you use dollar a day to remarket against anyone who's been to your website in the last 180 days. Mm-hmm. And you remarket to them if uh, on Google, on Facebook, on Twitter, on YouTube, on all that. Or let's so, say so that. Let yeah, me go ask ahead. you a good question. I feel like a dollar doesn't sound like a lot. 
but the way that you're talking about it sounds like you get serious impact out of just a dollar. Well, a dollar is when you're reaching a micro audience. So if you only, a dollar a day will maybe give you 150 people, right? Between 50 and 200 people is what that will reach. But, you know, one time you're I was- in, it's the right targeted small group. It has yeah. a massive, it has a massive so effect. And if you're retargeting it, yeah, against your list or against people who've been to your website or against people who've watched any one of your videos on Facebook for the last 180 days or anyone in the last 60 days on TikTok who's seen some of your content, that's a small audience. It certainly isn't remarketing powerful. Sure, of course. How much money do you need to spend on remarketing to capture everyone that you've touched in email, web, or native retargeting? Yeah, I mean, it's a fraction of what you spend when we just talk about, you know, outbound yeah. ads. Yeah, dollar a day is all about micro-targeting. It's a ninja inception kind of thing because what it does is if you're using it for lead gen, it causes people to think, they, they see your stuff all over the place and they think, wow, this Chase Buckner guy, he's everywhere. Yeah, and that happens so much easier than people think. The, they don't the, realize it's ads, okay? Everywhere, exactly. They don't know. Mm -hmm. It works super well. I've done this thing for 15 years. I've done it thousands of times. It works super well. It's like, I know we used to do that with Google banner ads, which most people think are dead, right? They're terrible. But, you know, you spend like a tiny bit of money on them when you're, you know, courting a potential client. Yeah. And they're like, I see you guys everywhere. Or you do it for them once they become a client and they're seeing themselves everywhere and they feel like now they're a celebrity. Yeah. Um, it can have a massive impact. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. And when you, when you do the dollar a day, do you do it through, um, through like business manager, like you're building an actual campaign you could, or you just boost it? You, you could if you need to build audiences, but you've, if you've already built your audiences, which you have to do inside audience manager, inside the ads manager, if your audience is already there, then you're going to hit the blue boost post button on each of the particular posts because then you can say, choose yeah, the audience. And then all the remarketing audiences and all the pre-made audiences called saved audiences are already there for you. Yeah, boosting Super is easy. really quick and easy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Well, Dennis, I want to talk to you about one more thing before I let you go here. Um, I know that you help a lot of people out with VAs, right? And so a lot of our um, a lot of the folks in the high level community are on the earlier side of their agency journey. Yeah. And a lot of them are at that point where they're like, I know I need to start scaling and VAs sound fantastic, but yeah. like I tried to hire one and it was a disaster. How do you help people navigate those waters? Well, the one you hired was a disaster probably because you didn't have a screening process in place to make sure that they're good. Because if you make a job post on onlinejobs.ph, which has a million VAs, then you might get flooded with three or 400 different applicants. And how can you tell whether they're any good or not? Well, what we do is we run them through a gauntlet. So in the job, and by the way, if any of you guys want our VA process, I think it's like a hundred pages. It includes all the templates, the emails that we use, the little quizzes and techniques that we have. I'll just give it to you. Just message me on LinkedIn or email me or whatever. I'll just give it to you. And you have to, but in this, here's the trick. In the subject line, you have to say Chase Buckner sent me. <laughs> that way I know who it is. But here, here's the thing with the screening of the VAs. So we'll have this whole job description for, you know, a video editor or a graphics designer or a content editor or a WordPress designer or like whatever. We have six different roles. Never try to hire a VA to do everything. That's called the super VA. They don't exist. But for that particular role buried in the description, which includes, you know, what you do, here's examples of the stuff that we have. Here's the training. Somewhere in the middle, we'll say to show that you're paying attention, use the keyword rabbit in the subject line. And so we get all these applications that come in. And only the ones that say rabbit do we reply to. And that will save most of your headache right there on the first part. 
Second part is once you go through the whole screening process, we have a three-phase screening process where they have to complete a quiz, do a sample exercise, like you know, edit a sample video to show that you can actually do the thing, put them on a tryout for 30 days, starting at $3 an hour. Then you have to actually manage them. So if you have them properly trained and you've screened them the right way, then you have to have things like daily check-ins. So if your VAs are from India, Pakistan, the Philippines, somewhere other than United States and Canada, you have to have daily check-ins. So there's what we call SOD and, and EOD. So start of day and end of day. If you don't have them check in at the beginning of the day and at the end of the day, it just be, it's all over the place. So think about people in a factory or people who work in retail, they have to clock in. So if you don't have your VAs clock in, then they might just, you know how it is like working at home. There's the dog, there's like distractions. Oh, it's nice outside. And they end up not, it's not that they're lazy, but they just, you know, just like you and I, we just end up, you know, maybe we don't have that kind of discipline. So you have to force them to work these different shifts. And so that means you have to have someone that's available part of the time. Once you start having, once you have more than five or six VAs, you can designate a team lead who then does the check-ins for everybody. But it's really important to have that daily accountability my buddy, John Jonas, is the founder of onlinejobs.ph, which is the largest marketplace in the world for VAs. And he wrote a book, well, if you can just go to onlinejobs.ph, you can get download for free, on how do you hire your first VA successfully. And once you hire one VA, you know this, Chase, once you hire one VA, you start hiring more VAs. And then you look back and you say, man, I don't know how I was able to operate without having these VAs, like to be able to schedule things or to be able to operate the business and to be able to do customer care and do like yeah. all the stuff that is repetitive that you don't want to do. Yeah. And I, I would echo that. And I would say, you know, from personal experience, the, the structure of the check-ins is super important. And when we were first hiring VAs, a lot of times it was kind of like, we felt guilty, like, oh, we don't really have anything for them to do today, but we don't want them to know that because then they're not going to do anything. Right. But as long as you have their structure checking in, like they might just check in and you're like, awesome. Thanks for checking in, you know, talk to you in a bit. Mm -hmm. but they know that they need to be there because what he is they have to be there yeah it's, it's a it's a bed check so we like to ask for three things at the check-in which is what did i do what am i going to do mm -hmm. and then what do i need from you and right. here's the thing instead of you feeling like the burden is on you to have to come up with all the stuff for the va to do well then that's backwards because the whole point of the va is to, to relieve your pressure mm -hmm. then you make the va track everything so we give them stuff in skype or Basecamp or email, and then they have to track their list. I'm not gonna, if I have to track your list of tasks for you, now all of a sudden I become your VA. I'm not gonna do that. You're supposed to be helping me do this and you keep it inside your Trello board or inside Asana, like whatever it is, you have them keep track of it. And it's their responsibility to keep track of what they've done, what they're going to do and what they need from you. And that way, let's say they, they don't, like VAs will get confused about something. Okay, well then they know they need to ask you and they can't just say, oh, well, I just, was quiet because I didn't know. No, they know they have to tell you. And they have a list of things that, you know, as long as they're always keeping that list of things to do, you can see that there's a pipeline. And it's very easy to keep a pipeline of a week plus, two weeks plus of work ahead of them. So you're never going to have them sitting around doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. It's critical to have the pipeline. And then when they tell you what they're going to be working on, oftentimes you'll be like, oh, that's right. You know what? Don't work on that right now. I've got something else that's more pressing. Um, so great point. Yeah. All right, Dennis, before I let you go, so wait, you said that you're going to give away all those templates and everything to yeah. people who email you with Chase. You have to email me. Yep. E email Stephanie at blitzmetrics.com. Okay. And the subject line say, Chase Buckner is awesome. And in the body say, I want the VA hiring guide. Okay, there we go. Now, 
you know, Dennis, most people that come on the show, we talk about, hey, is there anything that you want to promote at the end of the episode? And when I asked you that, you had <laughs> the first time ever where it was not something that you wanted to promote about yourself. You told me that you want to get agency owners to make one minute videos to humanize themselves and then boost it for a dollar a day. That's right. Why is that? Because for you to grow as an agency owner, you've got to get more at bats. And that means short form videos, like 15 second vertical, vertical videos where you pull out your phone and you make a little video. Literally, I'm going to do it right now. Rather than make excuses, I'm putting it on video. You can see here, I'm going to say, dude, it is so awesome hanging out with Chase Buckner on the High Level Podcast. I'm here in our home studio. And we're talking about why you guys need to have VAs. So if you send a note to Stephanie at blitzmetrics.com, saying, I love Chase Buckner as your subject line. And in the body say, I want the VA hiring guide. I'm going to give it to you. And by the way, we love high level. You can see here's my shirt. Chase and I were both wearing the same shirt. So there's my video. It's 26 seconds. But you can see like here I made this video. And just to show you that I'm not even messing around, I'm coming here to Twitter. I'm <laughs> posting this video that we just made right now. And I'm going to tag you in it. And then I'm going to boost it for a dollar a day to all the people who like high level and all the I people who it. are lookalikes, uh, follower lookalikes of Sean Clark or whoever, right? No, I've never done Twitter ads. Is it just as easy to boost a Twitter ad? Oh, it's super easy. We could literally do one in three minutes. I could show you how it is like crack. It is so easy and it's so powerful. Yeah. In the last year, Twitter's really come back. Yeah. No, I need to grow my Twitter following. It's pretty bad and pretty lame. Well, it's growing leads, not just followers. It's it's getting the right conversations. Well, I need to start posting short-term videos and boosting them for a dollar a day. <laughs> there you go. Dennis, thanks so much for coming on. I really Thank appreciate you, Chase. it. Guys, no. thanks for watching. We will see you in the next one.